Wake up late for school, man. You don't want to go. You ask your mom, please, but she still says no. I hope it'll get sued by the beast. (laughs) (laughs) They can't sue us and we can't sing. Well, we can sing. We just can't take credit for writing it. We didn't write it. So we're okay. Exactly. Am I doing the intro or are you doing the intro? I was waiting on you. You, I didn't want to step on your toes. I want you to get offended. I'm always offended. You just don't know. know. Um, welcome to another episode of Hoosier Nerds Podcast. We got the two Chris's and Mikey. Yay! Finally! I'm on my phone for uh, many reasons, because I'm going to be driving to Eaton, Ohio to pick up Kimberly here in a minute, and I'll probably be on my phone driving at the same time. Ohio? Mm-hmm. Oh, She has a, she's in a community band. I owe. Oh, there we go. There we go, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> what? He said, oh, H. He said, I don't get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Ohio State, dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, care about the Buckeyes. I know. But I care about I... A.J. Hawk, and that's, that's why. AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk, AJ. Oh, no, I can't do a hawk sound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, what's in Eaton, Ohio? She does a community band for Richmond, and for some reason they're playing in Ohio, and we have no uh, no idea why. So, yeah, there we go. How far away is it? It's about 20, 30 minutes. Depending on which way I go, oh, I took so 70 bad. when I took her there, and then I took the country roads coming back, and um, I'll probably take 70 again because the country roads suck. Yeah, I like country roads. Do they hey. take you home? Well, yeah, I mean, they take you home. They take me home. <laughs> and they just—they do. They just take me home. Well. Should we start it off with the draft? Because that was the only thing that really happened the last week. Oh, I, well, I mean, that's all up to you. We can talk about draft. I have a knot buster for y'all, so we can wait for we can do draft. Let's, let's, I let's got start baptized. with. I saw, I saw that. that, Mikey. Good for yes. you. That's awesome. Yeah. I, was, I was pretty excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that at the church in uh, um, wherever she's from? I'm sorry. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we go down there just about every Sunday. That's cool, though. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That's that's bonus right there. That's, that's... Yeah. Just because I'm denom- just because I'm curious, what denomination is it? I don't know. Hold on, let me. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, I don't know. I mean, you got you got most of it right, right there. Well, maybe just non-denominational. True. That's what I consider myself anymore, non-denominational. That's what she said. It's non-denominational. Yeah, I've always been non-denominational. Yeah. I mean, I was Catholic for years, but I've pretty much switched lately. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, we've we've talked about it a little bit, but it's like, I don't, I don't, like, I like, like, going to, like, it's not something I 
I don't, I don't know. It's just maybe it's not something I look forward to. I don't like like oh I can't wait until Sunday or something. It's not like that. But it's like okay, let's go do this Sunday. But it's like when I was younger, I kind of went. I was almost forced to like uh-huh. just to tag right. along. That, you know that turns a lot of kids off. Yes, it really does. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then like when you're sitting there and the preacher or pastor or whatever he's he's talking about his message and stuff it's like you really don't understand it and like right what like ever since i've been going to this church at connection it's called a connection point um it's like just just the way like there's a couple of pastors there's just two that i've 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 seen up there but just the way they kind of I guess teach the the message or teach the Bible or whatnot. It's just so like relatable and understandable. It's right. easy to understand. Like I like I almost think about it as a lec- like a school lecture. Yeah, because well, I mean, he is essentially teaching. That's usually yeah. yeah. But it's so. it's in it's in terms that you can understand. Yeah, and, yeah, it is. I, I get it. I get it. No, um, Gina, my I, I, wife. Yeah. She grew up Jehovah's Witness, so her grandmother oh. would drag her along door knocking on Saturdays. Yeah. When she went to watch cartoons and eat cereal. And she was turned off major by religion. And now she goes all the time. She calls up all the time asking me Bible questions because I was, you know, I was raised in a church. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Growing I, get, up I get Bible questions from her quite a bit, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up Catholic, you're forced to go to Sunday school every Sunday. You know, yeah, but Sunday school yeah. was fun. I always hung up. My friends were in Sunday school. <laughs> I had no, all my, none of my friends. I, I only had a few friends at Sunday school, and I didn't. You have live. a few friends now, Chris. I mean, <laughs> well, back then, all I wanted to do was stay at home and play video games. So, was this, was, 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 is their church so Catholic? Because I don't know, I'm not Catholic. So, is that on Saturday or is that on Sunday? Sunday. It is Sunday. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Well, there is Saturday service like any other church probably but it's a mostly a sunday thing there's like at least the one i went to at one point it was the largest church in kokomo um, which one st john of arc where was it at was it is it, was the, it when it was on sycamore not sycamore on, when, it, when it was on a uh, markland it was on markland okay markland and bell yeah that's not when bell it was like harrison church. yeah that's when it was the largest church in kokomo but then they, my favorite priest, you know, they, the priests don't stick around, like a lot of other churches, they, you know, they don't stick around at one place for too long. And my, my, the priest that I fell in love with was really good at what he did. You know, he was really good with kids and everything. Oh, yeah, sure he was. Shut up. Shut up. Rumor. No, but <laughs> as soon as, like, I got old enough to start appreciating, you know, appreciating yeah. him. They they ship him off because you know he's been up in Kokomo too long. They do that then, like Methodist church does that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Baptist church do that too, where they 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 they, uh, and it's like a job. Like they go to a church for so long, and then they move them to another church. It's really I thought that was kind of odd because, I mean, the pastor of my church is still the pastor of that church. Yeah, and. The problem with Catholic, I don't want to say it's a problem, but it was a problem for like me, especially when I was younger, was 
we'd get like a priest from the middle of Africa or an Indian priest. And it's like, I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I bet they're, you know, they're really nice people, but it's like, when you can't understand what they're saying, it's like, you kind of lose interest. Church is best when you're a teenager because you have a youth group and you do all kinds of really cool stuff and a lot of fun stuff. We had so much fun in youth group. You know, it sucked selling candy bars and, but the car washes were fun, but you know, we went camping, we went to Kings Island, uh-huh. we had parties, you know, we had a good time. We, we had a really, really good time. Youth group was a lot of fun. You want to know and what then, I did for my youth group? I went to, I went to a, mo- a monastery for a weekend. <laughs> oh my God. And with no TVs in our room. Did you get like, did you get your like, ass kicked if you like talked because you weren't supposed to talk? So they beat you with no. a stick. No, oh, like, like my dad had something a, similar like, to like Nacho Libre or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Hangover Two. Did you see the Hangover Two? I think of talking in the monastery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, um, the Blues Brothers with the nun beating. Yes. Yeah. The- was it like that? <laughs> <laughs> my youth group was great. My cousin, actually, my cousin was the youth pastor, and. Which I still, if I'm in a, any kind of tight bind, I contact him still. To this day, I talk to my cousin. He's about 10 years older than me. But, you know, when you're in youth group, you know, that's who you... you I can talk to him, no judgment. You know, he's not your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's who I turn to when I have serious questions or having problems and I need somebody to talk to. I, I still contact him to this day. So That's cool. Yeah. And he always answers the phone. So I've been to church camp. I barely remember it. Oh God! Can't, every time we went freaking camping, though, it was like like we would go to like Brown County, and it like rained like crazy, and it was cold and uh, rainy. And it was just freaking miserable as all get out. And I'm all gonna, we wanted to do oh, was watch some baseball. I to live stream this, huh? Mike, you'll understand the reference. I don't want. I don't want to live stream this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Podcast. I'll be right, right back. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, all we want to do is we found a guy at, like with a camper, and he had the uh, the playoffs on the baseball playoffs. <laughs> we would sneak over and watch a little bit of the baseball playoffs with this guy. <laughs> just a stranger. Huh? Yeah, just a stranger. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like what's the score you like we would come back and forth you know because we didn't want to get busted for not helping out quote unquote yeah but, um yeah we would we would kind of linger behind he had the tv he was outside he was sitting i was his, his tv was outside so we didn't uh-huh. go like into his camper. Oh, okay yeah. we had the tv outside the camper and he was watching the game so um because that was it's the 80s so it was always on network television it was never on espn or TNT or TBS. The playoffs were always on, on network TV, so you could bring our rabbit ears and get the baseball game. So we <laughs> we would do that, and we get rained on all night, and it was just so freaking cold. It was like forty degrees. You can't sleep in that kind of weather. And I mean, they were fun, but they were miserable at the same time. So, I'm back. I hit the uh, end call button instead of the unmute button. <laughs> you dork. But um, yeah, youth group was great, so that's good. I'm I'm happy for you. That's it's church family's good. Mm-hmm. 
Well, one of the best, one of the first things that like really made me start, you know, feeling at home here in Richmond is joining a church because uh, like it kind of, you know, helped you make some friends and everything. You got to know some people. And now it's like, I hate, not that I don't mind coming back to Kokomo and seeing people. And, you know, I got all the wedding stuff I had to get done here in town, but it's like, I miss because I was like, I don't want to miss church. Like I like my pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And I like my pastor because like he is like the same age as us. He's like 30, 32. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like I he gets me. Like he gets us. Like he can he makes it so like I, someone my age understands it. Yeah. I'm, I'm between churches right now. Um, I suggest crossroads in Kokomo. I, I really like crossroads. I'm 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 in what's the word? I'm, I'm not in limbo. I'm more in what's that in between kind of uh, it's such a P, right? Purgatory? Yeah. Not in ter- purgatory, uh, but it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's not in purgatory. I don't know. It's like a limbo thing. I'm kind of leery about. I'm leery about everybody. I question everybody, and I question everybody. Well, and you know, they always say, "Oh, meet a girl at church." Yeah, that worked out great for me last time. Let me tell you. Yeah, so, I know, right? Um, that one about wrecked me. So. Um. Um, I'm just leery about everything. I remember one time I went to my brother's house and he was having his, he goes to this church and he loves his church. God bless him. He loves his church. And it is a good church. The pastor is great, but you have to put up with a lot of other things that I don't agree with. And it's just me personal. It's my personal opinion. It's nothing against churches. I don't hate churches. I love churches. I think it's, I think it's extremely important to be for people to be part of church. I think it's extremely important. And, uh, so he had people over at his house. So I was talking to this woman, and she's like, well, what church do you go to? And I said, well, I'm kind of in between churches now. And she, and this is not a lie. I'm not kidding. She goes, oh. And she walked away. And I was like, wow. I mean, I'm like, I've been, no, I've been in churches, and I know better than that. You don't turn your back on people because they say they don't go to a church right now. So I'm just kind of leery of, of things like that. But it, it's honestly not healthy and it's probably worked against me the more than it's worked for me so <clears throat> we're getting there well one thing that i never really realized until i started trying to date more this was before kimberly was the stigmatism towards catholics and like you know they i get asked you know what religion am i and i said i'm catholic and then that would be an issue. I never realized that was an issue for people. And then Kimberly, like one of the things Kimberly asked me first, like this isn't anything against her, but her mom and her her grandma's Catholic and her mom was Catholic. And her mom asked, well, how Catholic is he? Because I didn't know. That's this. the truth, too. I yeah. Know this, but I'm not if technically she has if I was to say Catholic, she would have to become Catholic for me to marry her. I, and, I call it I call it conveniently Catholic. That's what I call it. Because it depends on how Catholic someone is. Yeah, and that that was one reason I kind of left, or I kind of you know went non denominational was just some of the, I don't why are we so religious in this episode? Oh well, um, no, it's fine, it's good. We're you know this is a healthy topic, healthy yeah. conversations. And it's like I you know I don't care like the whole like topic of gay stuff like that. It was just some of their stances on things. It was like I just don't. You know, I don't care if they're gay. I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to go to these people and, you know, preach against them or, you know, something like that. Do I still, you know, do a lot? Of, do I still, you know, follow a lot of Catholic things? Of course I do. 
Well, I mean, that's general religion is is a lot of that. But you don't have to say 12 Hail Marys and pray to Mary to say, you know, you don't need to go between. It's just between you and God. Yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't like how strict a lot of the you know churches stuff was. <clears throat> I ran into an issue with I, I said conveniently Catholic. So my first wife, um, her family was Catholic. Mm-hmm. And when we, they hated me. My in-laws hated me. <laughs> and um, she had, we had the wedding uh, invitations made up. So we were in Connecticut on vacation for Christmas. So she had them mailed because of the mail date. She had them mailed to her parents' house so her mom could see them. And we had put a Bible verse on the, on the, uh, on the invitation. And her mom had a fit because they're Catholic. You don't even go to church. What are you talking about? Now you're Catholic. Now you're against this because we put a Bible verse on it. That's why I said they were conveniently Catholic. Let's put it that way. Why were they against the Bible verse? Because it wasn't Catholic. Because just to be a pain in the butt, honestly. It was not her dad. It was her mom. Her dad actually was right about everything he said. So... But her mom was just, that's the way her mom was. She was just, she was one of those that, that finds, you know, she's a Karen. Let's put it that way. She finds trouble. She finds <laughs> things to pick at and, and just picks at the, the scab. But um, that's what I say by conveniently Catholic. But like the church I grew up in, um, there were, I mean, we were Methodist. Uh, my par- my parents met, at, they were, they went to Park Church. They met at Park Church, actually. That's where my parents met, which is a Methodist church. Um, so we went to Par. There was another family that they were um, they were Catholic. We had some Baptists, and you know it was just a whole like melting pot of people. Um, and it's, it was always a non-denominational church. So, but they te- like we taught that the church I went to was taught like it was. You really had to pay attention. It wasn't the it, it, they really delved in deep into what the Bible was, the teachings and. And, you know, as a kid, like Mikey said, you don't get it. You know, he's not talking to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as you get older, and when I became a teenager, I started to listen more and it started to click with me. But, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm, let's put it this way. So I don't want to say I'm like this, like this great super Christian and all this stuff. I'm not far from it. But I can't just go to any church because the stuff they talk about, I've heard before. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I need more. I need fed differently than those churches. And I have, I had found that, but then that church kind of disintegrated and went away. But there's churches out there like that. But All right. there's yeah. a lot of, I call them. Grace, you messed it up. Uh, there's a lot of surface churches out there. They teach basic Bible, which is great because that's how you get people in. And but you want to you don't want to just preach that type of lesson every single week. Sometimes you want to dive in a little deeper and I've yet to find churches like that. And you know, it's more of a history thing. You know, it's how far do you want to go in? How far do you want to do your teachings? How far do you yeah. want to when you when you present your sermon, are you only relying on the Bible or how what are you using to search? I mean, there's all kinds of literature. I know you're there. kind of you, you talked about with me before. You're kind I don't want to say against, but you're not really a fan of the uh the musical church where it's like, you know, 70%, you know, music and then a, a, a little sermon. No. 
I don't, I don't like this at all. I'm very much, it's, it's, it's worship time. It's, there should be someone up there leading the, leading, leading the worship service, leading the, Mm -hmm. leading, leading music. You go up there and you lead, you lead the congregation in music. You don't put on a concert. But I I feel like, I feel like some churches put on a concert every week and that's, that's, it's, I don't, I don't like that. I've never liked that. And I get where you're coming from. You, you know, you say it's more, you're getting people there just for the music. But I also think it's a good way to get people started. And, you know, if, if I do see it as a form of worship. You're worshiping, you're, you know, you, if, who, who cares if you're praying with music or, you know, sitting there in silence as long as it's, you know. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's, I, when I, okay, so I, I went to this church and they needed a music leader. So I volunteered and there were a few others that volunteered, right? Mm-hmm. So we would sing songs that were popular songs, and this one girl sang the song her own way. And I'm like, you can't sing the song your way. You're leading people to sing. They they know the song based off of what they hear on the radio, not yeah. your version of the song. I'm like, you can't do that. I said, you have to sing it the way it was written. This This ain't a rock concert. You're leading people in, con- you're leading the congregation in singing. Nobody gives a crap about how you sing the song or you sing it differently. All you're going to do is throw them off and confuse them. That takes the, mm-hmm. takes the vibe out of the, out of the church, really. Yeah. So I, I've just, I, I am, a, I'm a, I am very old school. Old, old school. Hey, don't, 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 I mean, I love, I love loud music. Or I love to get, you know, I, I love to get my praise yeah, and worship on. But you know, if you're going to put on a rock concert, do that on Sunday night. Have a have a you know, take donations for for mission trip or for a, a van for the youth group or you know what I mean. Do it for that. Don't don't do it on a Sunday morning. That's all I'm asking. That's that's my only issue. But that's not you know, if that's my only issue, that's really not that much. <laughs> Where did Chris go? Uh, he probably lost connection. It sounded like he was going to his car. Well, he's going to Ohio. There can't be that much connection. Have you been on uh, Eastern uh, Indiana? He's just, he probably just left his Wi-Fi. That's what I'm <laughs> he's, well, as I said, it's it's Eastern Indiana and Western Ohio. There's like nothing out there. <laughs> but So does your church, does it have like... Do they turn down the lights and have big light show and, and concert for worship service? Or... Um, like that was probably the first ten to fifteen minutes. They do like three songs, mm-hmm. and then and then the and then we do like usually like pray communion, and then the pastor will come out. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's that's a good. That's the way it should be, in my opinion. You just do two yeah, or three. Yeah, I songs mean, people then... are still like trickling in and finding right. seats. Do they so... do Sunday school after? After the music, like, do the kids leave and go to Sunday school class? Or nope. do they? No, they have the whole like uh, area of the church where um, parents check in their child, and uh, like, it's at least a quarter till. Like, the doors open uh, quarter till quarter till nine or whatnot, or quarter till the the start. So, uh, and the they have all. All these classes for all the age groups and sure. stuff. So right. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, our Sunday school classes were based off of, like, like my my buddies. You know, my my buddy Jimmy, my buddy Eric, 
we were because we were the same age. We were always in the same Sunday school class based because they based it off of age or grade. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's how they used to do Sunday school classes. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, that's awesome. I don't want to talk about the draft with Chris not in here. Uh, well, you guys talked about it last week. Cause I listened to the podcast, but I did watch Mario. You did okay. Tell us about it. So, what did you think? Because I've not seen Mario. Yet. Oh, that you haven't seen it. I liked it. Um, except we watched the last showing. What was it on a Friday? Um, after I got done working and stuff, so um, I did fall asleep <laughs> a little bit. So <laughs> I fall asleep <laughs> everywhere though. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did. I did catch a lot of it. Of course, I saw the infamous Peaches song. That was good. There's a lot of people seeing it. <laughs> Is that that thing with that Jack Black? Pieces? Jack Black, yeah. It's only like an hour and a uh, minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. I walked out to my car and it dropped the connection. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. It, it, you sound like you're talking through a t- paper towel tube, though. Oh, I'm on my car's Bluetooth. I'm sorry. Me. Give me a sec. Oh my god! But what's wrong um, with this guy? <laughs> I think the best part. I mean, I did catch. I did. I think I missed like a pretty like significant like plot. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Like, yeah, like. Uh, I I don't I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so like I couldn't even tell you. Like I had to. I had to try to like piece together. Like I was like, okay. Uh. This. Ha- they will do. Okay. How. How did it get to this point? So. Um. But I did catch the end, which I saw this on a TikTok where, when Mario and Luigi, uh, um, they got the star power and uh, it looked like um. When All Might and uh, Midoriya did the um, double, uh, what was it? Double yeah. Oklahoma punch or something, whatever it is. Yep. That was awesome. Like, it was like almost like scene for scene. That was so cool. It, it really did. That was such a cool scene. Yeah. I loved that movie. Did, did you like it, Mikey? I did from what I caught of it. I was telling Chris like it was the last showing on a Friday at nine uh-huh. o'clock. So I kinda fell asleep some of it. Just gives me a reason I, to watch it again. I don't know if you guys saw it, but that movie leaked on Twitter. Like the someone uploaded the entire movie on Twitter. Oh my God. and I think they said before it was taken. We can barely hear you, dude. Oh, how's this? That's better. The movie leaked onto Twitter and over 3 million people watched it before it um, was taken down. Dang. I'll have to see if I can find it on my app. I think the funny thing is I, uh, I... like the whole the whole day, like I was trying to convince Sierra to go, and she's like, "No, I don't want to see it." I don't and then she's like, "Okay, I'll fine, I'll go," because I've done a lot of stuff that I 
usually don't enjoy or wouldn't like do without her. So, right. So, but at the end, she said she really liked it. So, yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was the other way around for us. But I, I wanted to see the movie, but I didn't. I was like, I I can wait for it. And Kimberly really wanted to see it, so I was like, ah, we'll go see it. It's fine. Yeah. So we went. She got home from school, and I clocked out. And as soon as I hit, you know, sign out. We were in the car going to the movie theater. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Um, you should go see it. Like, spend the five bucks. Go see a matinee and, you know, have a good time. I know. I need stop, to. Stop being a hermit and cut your hair and go outside. <laughs> I'm not cutting my hair. I have been outside. I went outside Saturday. I know. We went and got food. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. No, huh? I went to um, I went to Lowe's too, and to the Cone Palace, and got a vanilla Coke Zero. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a four thirty movie tomorrow. Go to it. What What, what do you say, Mikey? It's almost an hour and like thirty two minutes. Yeah, long. it's an hour, it's almost like an hour long. Hour yeah, and hour and thirty two minutes. Yeah. There's actually there's a lot I want to see. Because um, <clears throat> I want to see that. That Evil Dead movie. I want to see Renfield. Um, plus that, I do want to see Air. But I, I you yeah. know, I want to see that Tetris movie. The what? Yeah, the Exorcist. Yeah, I want to see that. Too. Exorcist Tetris, the movie. About- oh, <laughs> so like, the there's, a, there's a new Exorcist movie coming out in October. Oh yeah, I know that. The I want to see the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, I want to see that too. What's with all the Exorcist movies coming out again? October 10th, I think. October. I know it's October. For the Exorcist movie. Um, I think it's October 10th. I don't know. Next Exorcist movie. October 13th. The Exorcist Believer. Is set for October 13th. Is like the uh, Amityville Horror 4? The return when when they went to like California, the one we watched with the rift tracks. Oh, the rift tracks that had nothing to do with Amityville whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know if the, hopefully this isn't like this. Am, that's the way Exorcist Three was. It was just um, the Gemini killer or whatever it was. And um, although they say that that the guy that killed those kids in Gainesville, the Gainesville Ripper, was possessed by a devil from watching that movie, so. Which goes back to the, the whole porno mag, uh, <laughs> demon possession, um, <laughs> haunted church movie. <laughs> Zach, his mom, Zach's mom is like super like, she is the uh, super religious lady that you you're that is that church and you you know we all can think of her. Is she um, Sheldon's mom? She no, she's worse. She she's is worse than Zach Sheldon's not, mom. Zach could not watch anything except for the disney channel he couldn't play pokemon because pokemon was made by the devil um he couldn't watch a few like scooby-doo because it was made by the devil see like, i, I had my thing. cousin wouldn't let her kids watch scooby-doo evil either and i'm like that teaches you that even people you know are bad guys that's exactly yeah. what that it's a lesson it teaches you that you know you can solve like everything you can be solved if you you know Put some time and thought into it too. The only things we couldn't watch when I was a kid. So my my restrictions were, of course, rated our movies. Yeah. Until we got to be teenagers, and then 
you know, um, Schwarzenegger was popular, and we get to see all those kind of movies. Rambo, I'll Dad lost watch those. Um, but we couldn't watch rated R movies. We couldn't watch Different Strokes because he was a smart mouth kid, and he they didn't want him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I've got a side <laughs> story about smart that. Mouth. So, uh huh? He was a smart mouth kid. Smart mouth. Um, here's the thing. No, it's funny because I remember when I was on vacation um, with Gina and the kids one time, and Wade, he was like ten years old, I think. And we were waiting on her to get ready. We were watching a different Strokes episode, and um, he looks at me, he's like, "That kid's got a smart mouth. How's he get away with that?" Because you know, Gina would have smacked him upside the head. <laughs> so that proves that point. Mom and Dad were right. We couldn't watch Three's Company either because uh, John Ritter's character pretended to be gay so he could live with two women. Hey, so, now that that's a good move right there. Right. That was the only way he could do that. So we couldn't watch that either. So. I mean, we could pretty much watch what what was on. You know, we watched Miami Vice, and like I said, as we got older, we couldn't watch like, you know, Revenge of the Nerds or anything like that. And we could start. We could only watch horror movies because they did have gratuitous nudity in them back then. Um, but Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, um, when they started showing up on network TV, we could start watching them then. And then once we were teenagers, we could. You know, pretty much on our own. <laughs> if this tells you how lax my parents were, at least my dad, my dad let me watch South Park when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> what year did South Park start? And you got to think, 97. <laughs> how old was I in 97? Five. Yeah. And yeah I was there's watching. no way I would let my kid watch South Park. Well, he. Let's put it this way. He would watch the episode first, and then if it was okay, he would let me watch it. Like, the first few episodes really aren't that bad. No. The, they start getting, you know, they start pushing the buttons when they can. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. But, oh. like, you gotta admit, I grew up with a sense of humor, so. Yes, this is true, but. I mean, my parents were really cool, you know. We we weren't we weren't stuck at home like we went to the movies with our friends and they dropped us off at the mall and I mean, you know, that we were allowed to do stuff. You know what well, I mean? It would not drop us off at the mall. They were like, yeah, "There's too much trouble." Oh, see, yeah, that was your generation. You're the ones that caused all the trouble. We didn't. We just walked around the mall. And a lot of times we would go to the movie theater. We would go to the movie and walk around the mall. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, nowadays you need a on on Friday nights and Saturday nights after five o'clock you need a chaperone if you're under eighteen. I just read that somewhere. Malls are doing that. Good. I'm tired of a bunch of kids causing trouble. Meddling kids. See, you're turning into an old man, Chris. Shit. Um, on our on our Disney cruise, we're signing up for adult only like stuff. Like, there's like a. There's like a excursion to go do like some. Was it like Minnie Mouse does a strip show or something? Or no, it's, it's, a drag show. <laughs> it's like a burlesque Minnie show with yeah. Minnie and Daisy Duck. No, but it's like panning for oh, gold. It up and it was like, Let's go. There was like a panning for gold for adults only. If, and if we Jasmine's like, doing that. I'm in there like swimwear. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not our pedophile president. I don't want to be with a bunch of kids. <laughs> oh, man. 
And there goes half of our 20. Uh, there goes 10 uh, of our work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before let me get to my knot buster real quick before we talk about the draft. Okay. So I watched this knot buster today. It is. <laughs> I'm ready to Google it. <laughs> it's, it's just. It is the. Hold on. Let me pull it up. It is the 1978 Jack White's classic Mardi Gras massacre. It's about a guy in New Orleans that is murdering hookers. Oh. And honestly, it was made in 1978, but according to IMDb, because of the violence and nudity in it, it was not released until... Like 1983. Because they were showing full frontal. And like I said, this was filmed in 78. So that's kind of uh, before the full frontal thing was going on as far as I know. I like the movie poster. Yeah, but you know what? The movie poster has nothing whatsoever to do with <laughs> the movie whatsoever. Well, it says, Nancy Dancer. Is her measurements. Yes, with her measurements. Uh, born in Gary, Indiana. That's right. Hey, we can get her on the show. She can't. We can't. She died on uh-huh. February 13th. Only oh, 20 years old. Let's go get a Ouija board. So, anyway, so so <laughs> what it is is, so this guy is in a three-piece suit, right? And he's looking around for the most evil hooker out there, right? Oh, my gosh. So he pays this hooker who's been told this, these hookers point out this, you want her. So we find out. So she, he pays her $200, which I'm guessing in 1978 is a lot of money for a hooker. So he, (laughs) he has her, he takes her back to his quote unquote apartment. This is a big ass apartment, right? So he has her stripped down and lay on this, like, uh, like this padded table, you know, kind of like maybe like a massage table or something. Right. So he he disappears and then he like rips open the curtain and like he's dressed like some Spartacus character with a mask on. And I can't help but laugh at that point. You're dying laughing because it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. So he starts rubbing her with oil. So while he's rubbing her with oil, he starts to tie her up. Right. So he's got this like this cheeky like this tiki idol thing on the wall. And the tiki idol looks like if you combined the Pillsbury Doughboy with the Pringles guy, that's what the, (laughs) that's what the tiki idol looked like. So he ties her up and he pulls out this great big knife or sword or whatever. And he stabs her hand. And, um, he, he says, he cut, he stabs her hand because that's the hand that took her the money. Then he cuts her foot because that leads to her misdeeds. Then what's he do? It turns into... <laughs> it's the most obvious rubber shell thing I've ever seen. Like the boobs are like brown, like not even, like faded, like white and brown. Because it's like horrible. It's like a It's like a horrible rubber naked girl, right? So yeah. he rips her, he, he cuts her open like under her rib cage and pulls her heart out. Now, I don't know how he never like cuts through the rib cage. You know what I mean? 
He goes straight to the heart. I don't know. The chest plate is apparently hookers don't have chest plates because he's able to rip their hearts out. He rips a heart out and he takes it over by the Pillsbury Doughboy Pringles guy idol and stabs it. He then he dumps the he dumps the body on the railroad track. So that's how we and he essentially does this with three different women. So they have three murders on hand, right? So while the cops are asking questions about the first murder, he asks this hooker questions. So what's he do? He takes the hooker out to eat. And I ain't talking like he ain't grabbing her like a hamburger or a coney dog or nothing. Like he's taking her to this nice they're having wine and go to this nice restaurant. And then he goes home with her and then he bangs the hooker. And then they like start dating. The hooker and the cops start dating. Meanwhile, this guy's cutting women open and ripping their hearts out, right? And before he picks up the second victim, he ends up at this bar, right? Where this woman is dancing in a bikini. But the woman he picks up is sitting at a table with no top on. She's like topless. Which I haven't... Why is the dancer not naked, but the woman at the table naked? Um, I would love to hear the director... Like, it's like beyond creep creepiness of, I can imagine what the director said to these poor women that are trying to break into Hollywood. And so he takes that woman home. The killer does. The killer's name is John. And he always wears a three-piece suit every time. So he offers her wine. She takes it. And then he, so she, he's like, would you like wine? And she's like, yeah. She says, well, what are you waiting for? You already spent your money. And he says, let's not waste any time. He drags her into this. He's got the tiniest of tiny apartments. It looks like a studio apartment. But then he takes her to the sacrifice room. is this big-ass room with curtains and lighting and candles and stuff. So he does the same to her. He rubs the oil all over her chesticles and ties her up and cuts her hand and her foot and cuts her heart out. But this time, the nipples on the rubber suit are white. Like, it's that obvious. They're like, like at least paint them pink or red or something, you know? But no, they're white as white can be. Like, they forgot to paint in anything on this prosthetic chesticle area. Um, when he rips the heart out of that lady, that lady had the heart of, like, a horse. Because that was the biggest ass heart I've ever seen in my life. Um... The cop dates the hooker. The uh, butcher was probably out of uh, pig heart. So they're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figure, right? Now, this was my, so he, the cop, he complains to other cops about, I'm not dating her. I'm not dating her. Meanwhile, it's like a visitor's bureau video of them walking through New Orleans and trying different restaurants. So the cop, they're trying to find out about ritual killings in New Orleans, which honestly, with the voodoo and the history of New Orleans, I could understand that might be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't find anything on ritual killings. They've talked to priests. This was my favorite line. Just go to the uh, library. Okay, so no, the, wait. He The cop talks to LSU. Then he talks to Tulane. He even, <laughs> he even called MIT about sacrificial killings. What would MIT know about sacrificial killing? The science behind it. Isn't that the Institute of Technology? Isn't it yeah. right? What's the M yeah. stand for? 
Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts is and like, what would they know about sacrificial killings in New Orleans? Do you know? Does anybody know? I mean, if, if I'm going to sacrificial killings, I, MIT is the last college that I'm going to ask. This movie just ruined my immersion. <laughs> um, he picks up a dancer, right? And the guy she's with picks up. Uh, they tried to rob him in an alley. And he, like, kills the guy that tries to rob him. Just leaves him on the street and walks away. There's no story whatsoever about this guy left in the in the alley to die. None. He gets another woman. The third woman orders her Chinese. That's just really nice. Feeds her, kills her. Um, then his hooker girlfriend finds out that he took money from the dead hooker, the first dead hooker. And she gets really mad at him and says that he's just a basic cop and he's a thief. And he says, yeah, you're nothing but a whore. And then he slaps her around a couple times. Um, so during this time, like, there is no, like, beat. Like, this is, after the third murder, they finally decide to walk the streets of New Orleans and ask questions and investigate it. Because apparently the first one's not worthy of investigation. Um, at this point, while they're going door to door asking about um, the murders and if they know anything um, this guy has got three women in his apartment and one of the women he's going to sacrifice because it's Mardi Gras so he has to sacrifice three women that night um, one of the three women is his hooker girl is the cop's hooker girlfriend the plot thickens yes so he gives them wine and he says I must leave for a moment to prepare he comes back and they're all passed out Finally, after they've done some investigating, they've got a drawing of the ring that the guy wears. Not a, a drawing of the guy, not a suspect drawing, but of the ring that he wears. So finally, they stumbled into this Chinese restaurant where the delivery guy remembered the ring, right? He remembered the ring. He remembered the address because the guy tipped him $10. So he's like, what's the address? And he's like, 1602 Madison Street. He goes, what apartment number? Like, he knows that's an apartment on Madison Street, right? So, so at this point, wouldn't you think that they would go to the apartment on Madison Street? Because they got their biggest lead in the case, right? Guys killed three people. He could strike again. Do, do, is that where they go? No, that's not where they go. They end up at the bar where the guy, John, picked up the first hooker that he murdered. I don't know why they go to the bar. They don't just, they don't, they don't, they don't explain why they go to the bar and not to the, to the guy's house, apartment. If you had the address, is it that the first place that you would go? I mean, I'm not a cop, but basic cop theory tells me I should go to the address. See, that's where you're wrong, Chris. Oh. That big brain of yours. <laughs> but, so, they can't get, they go to the address, but they can't get the door open. So, they call the fire department. So, the fire department walks into, like, there's no urgency to the fire department or to get into this apartment whatsoever. And they knock on the door a few times with the axe and they go, there you go. 
and they kind of wander off, saunter off. So um, they get in there, and the guy's got all the women tied up to the wall. Topless, of course. Um, so he, while the guy gets away, the cop with the hooker girlfriend unties his hooker girlfriend and gives her a hug and a kiss and apologizes. While the hook, while the bad guy just gets away, climbs, he grabs his knife. There's no urgency to anything. He grabs the knife, walks out of, uh, climbs out a window and walks down the street where a cop is chasing him. Does he run at this point? No, he's walking too. Um, so they, they lose him. At this point, they're like, we lost him. He, he probably radios in and loses him. Every cop in this movie has like a Boston slash New York accent. I didn't know there was that many people in New Orleans with a Boston accent. Um, somehow they get that they, he got away, but then they somehow know that he drives a yellow station wagon. This yellow station wagon has never appeared once in the movie at all. Ever. And all of a sudden, he's in a yellow station wagon. They chase him to the wharf, and they trap him at the docks by the wharf and in the warehouse. And they they go chasing after him into this warehouse. And what's he do? He ends up, he's in a bulldozer parked outside the, the warehouse. Climbs out the bulldozer. I'm sorry, this is the spoiler, guys. I hate to end the movie this way, or the, the review, but it's spoiler alert. What does he do? He steals a cop car, right? Does he drive away? Chris, do you think he drives away? Yes. No, he does not drive away. He steals a cop car and he drives it right into the water, right off the dock. And the car sinks. So they call the, uh, you know, the, you know, they call the water rescue people. And yeah. they said, we've located the car, but there's nobody in it. So they pull the car out from the water and the cops are looking inside the car, and all they find is that guy's gone. And the only thing that's left is the mask that he wore with his Spartacus outfit when he would sacrifice these women to the Pringles guy, Pillsbury Doughboy. Tiki bum, idol. Bum. And that's the movie. That's the end. The cut scenes like get cut from one scene to another really bad. The acting's horrible. I love watching horrible, cheesy movies. I don't know if I could watch this a second time unless maybe I had a couple beers and was watching it with friends to laugh at. But as just a horrible movie to watch, it's it's that horrible. I, I don't recommend it. Of bad movies, this is one of the worst ones I've ever seen. It's worse than Avatar, and you know how much I hate Avatar. Ugh. On IMDb, there's uh, like a little 30-second trailer, and it shows his the guy in the mask. And yes! it, shows, it shows the car going off. I was like, what the heck? Why is the police car going off? The, the... <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, what the heck is going on? And there's some girl screaming, with, and she was naked. I don't know. Well, the thing, and then like they shot during Mardi Gras. And they essentially just shot like the cops walking through. The cops were just walking through uh -huh. the crowd during Mardi Gras, oh and like gosh. people were in the movie. And I think they told people that they were in a movie because like these kids are acting up and stuff. Yeah, kid, your kid, you're never gonna see this movie till you're like 35 years old, because it just got re-released, I guess, this year. I don't know. There's some other ones on this list that I might want to watch. Delirium's one of them. Uh, this movie's on Tubi, if y'all want to check it out. 
I think I'll pass on this one. Um, but uh, this one's been on my list for a while. So, how long is your list? It's not very long. I only have three or four movies on it. So, but um, that one's been on there the longest. So I can erase that one from my uh, list of horrible movies uh, that I wanted to watch. But um, there you go. There it is. Mardi Gras Massacre. Um, and the poster has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. I was kind of, I was expecting like Mardi Gras and like people like dying and has nothing to do with any of that stuff. So there you go. You're welcome. Thank you. Then on to the draft. Wait. Hi. Hey. Huh? Hi. Hi. She wanted to say hi. <laughs> she waited the whole time. <laughs> hi. Hi. They said hi. What? What? Okay. So the draft. That's, that's how you feel about the draft, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. So I was, so I, from what I've gathered, no one was surprised with the number one pick. But no. I was definitely surprised with two and three. For two, two, I could see. Like I knew, I had a feeling they were going to take Stroud. But there was a lot of rumors that they weren't, for some reason, that they were going to take Anderson. Right? No, they were going to take. Was it Will Anderson? Yeah, that's the name. Right. The guy that the Raiders picked. No, Texans. The oh, third pick. The third pick. Yeah, Will Anderson Jr. Will Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Will Anderson, yeah. A lot of people say they were going to take him at two instead, instead of the QB. <clears throat> but oh, there was only one person that predicted them to trade for three. Got to get down. No, me want get down. Yes, you got to get down. <laughs> oh, you're okay. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are surprised they were going to pick. They picked two and three. But, yeah, they traded up, didn't they, with uh, yeah. Arizona? Crazy. Right, Arizona? Yeah, well, Arizona, they were six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Texans are going to be dangerous if their this draft turns out to be good for them. But yeah. we all know Ohio State quarterbacks never play well in the in the league, so I think yeah. we're that. Yeah. Yeah. have the big Pick at four, dude. I'm more. I, I, I honestly, I think they'd have been better off picking Will Levis. I don't think so. I'm not happy with either of them. Like the only quarterback I was excited for would have been Bryce Young. Um, I mean, but there, you knew he was going first, though. Yeah, there's no way we're going to get him. But I just. What the, everything I've heard about this kid is he has unbelievable talent. Well, how many people have I heard have unbelievable talent and they're out of the league in two years? Well, I was, I yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm honestly nervous about this pick. Uh, I really am. I, I, I don't think the talent portion is kind of like what they're saying. He's super athletic, which is, of course, That's everyone what, knows. Athleticism. But... <clears throat> I mean, he can, you know, everything he lacks from what I've heard, like what the things that he does lack or that he needs to, that he can easily learn. Yeah, but you know, I don't, yeah, but see, this is, I was saying, so 
how how can he read a defense? Can he call an audible? Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of experience that goes into that. That's my big concern. A, I have a, a feeling he's going to run for his life. And that, and then another thing they compared him to, somebody compared him to, um, they haven't seen talent like this since RG3. And we all know what happened to RG3. One good hit, and there goes your ACL, and you're out. Yes, exactly. I mean, and that's happened to Carson Wentz, too. I mean, Carson Wentz had a great season going on until he blew out his knee. Foles uh-huh. won that Super Bowl for him, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wentz ain't been the same since. He keeps getting hurt. I'm just nervous. I mean, I just think that the league is just, I think they see this as it's working with Jalen Hurts. It's working with Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, I'm surprised that Mahomes hasn't gotten as seriously injured as he could have gotten so far with the way he runs. And I'm just nervous that this guy is another one of those. And I don't know if that's the right direction. I mean, I guess that's the only way the NFL is going to go right now. But I'm just nervous about it. I, I would be wrong. I, I really want to be wrong. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to sit for most of this year. He'll play the last, you know. When they Thursday, suck. He'll... Thursday's going to be like, brother, you're playing. And he'll be put in. And then he'll play for like four or five games this year, play next season, and he'll be out. That's how I feel it's going to happen. I would love to see him sit behind Minshew for a year. I really would. Yeah. It worked for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, he just seems, I mean, like I told you guys, I said, look up Todd Marinovich. And he was this. So Todd Marinovich, let me give you the breakdown on Todd Marinovich. Todd Marinovich was drafted by the Raiders, right? I think he went to USC. I think it was USC as a, out of, out of, as a sophomore. So like his dad raised him. It was like Tom Brady. Like he didn't, he wasn't allowed, like kid, the guy never had a Twinkie. He, he, all he did as a kid was train from the time he was a little boy. He could not have sweets. He had to eat healthy. He had to train, 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 which I'm not saying this guy did this, but, you know, he came out of college as a sophomore, he this huge sophomore prospect, and he was out of the league in like two or three years. That's just my big fear. And I remember Cleo Mack talking about, um, Cleo Mack stayed in all four years, and then he was drafted in, out of after his senior year. And he talked about how important those junior and senior years were because he got to develop more as a player. He got bigger as a player. You know what I mean? It's just his, he, he got older and he just, he got to develop more and he used Jadavion Clowney as a perfect example, as if Clowney would have waited another two years and got proper development in college football, he'd have been bred or prepared to go the proposed to the pros and he would have been a better player. So that's just based off of history. That's why I have a big fear for, for him. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he proves me wrong, but damn it. I hope that Tennessee is not good with Will Levis. I'm going to tell you that right now. Cause well, we Levis got to play. We got, he's going to get compared against two quarterbacks and our two rookies in our division, Stroud and Levis. Yeah. But if Levis lights up in Tennessee, it's going to be. Well, he's going to sit behind Tannehill for another year, at least. Well, Tannehill will probably get. 
You're right. You're right. Tannehill probably will get hurt. But, like, what do you guys think about the rest of the Colts draft? I, I'm i a big proponent of the Colts have no weapons, and we didn't draft any weapons. We didn't draft anybody I'm kind of blown away by. We got Josh in the third the, round. Yeah, from North Carolina or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but, dude, you can't you – can't, you, those are the guys that work, not the first round. Now, how many first-round guys are bust? Most. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know. I just I can't really say much because I didn't pay attention to you know, I don't know who any most of these people are. Like I didn't pay attention to Kansas State or North Carolina or Josh South. Downs, that's a good pick though. They traded it up for that pick. Yeah. So they picked up a tight end. Well Miami. They got a running back to Evan Hall from Northwestern. Right. Um, so I did see, like, I mean, the Raiders drafted a defensive lineman, which that's good. You're defense. Um, you guys needed a draft defense. They did, but they still needed a quarterback. I was kind of hoping that Levis would be around in the second round. Did they not even pick. get a quarterback in like a later round? Like they did. Them? They got a. Uh, they had Jimmy from Purdue. Come on. Um, hang on. I'm trying to pull this up. Hold on. You don't need a quarterback when you got Jimmy G. <laughs> for half the year, we need we need Jesus a quarterback Lord. for the other half. <laughs> I was hoping that Levis. I honestly was hoping Levis was going to be around. Yeah, they picked Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. He's a, uh, I guess he's good. I don't know. Michael Mayer, they picked up a tight end. That's a good pick. The guy from Notre Dame. Yeah, he is. He's good. He's, that's probably their best pick of the draft. Um, he's a, very much a Jason Witten type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, then they picked up this, who's the guy like this? They picked up this humongous monster of a guy. He's like six, seven. Um, Nest is that him? Nesta Jade Silvera. They picked up somebody huge. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, but they did pick up uh, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. So he to is. me, he's to me, he's the kind of player that if he sits on the bench a few years, you you coach him right, he could be a decent player. But um, he might be backed up, huh? He'll be a good backup. I think he'll be a good backup, but I mean, you never know. I mean, and with Jimmy, I don't know how good he was at Purdue. So half the year, so um, I don't. I I, I think their biggest, I think their best pick was uh was uh was uh, Michael Mayer at the tight end. But I know they picked up this monster of a defensive lineman. But I can't remember which one it is. But he's like six foot seven. Jeez. Um, Talk about a dude. Yeah, yeah he's humongous. Um, I was trying to find him. It's not Tyree Wilson. It's the other guy. Ah, I can't find it. Hold on, maybe I found it. Hold on, let's see here. 
You'll think of it as soon as we turn off the podcast. Right. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Byron Young, that's not him. He's 6'3". These guys are big, though. 6'3", 294. How big's the guy from... That uh, Tyree Wilson's a big guy, too. Um, hold on. Is it the guy from Cincinnati? No, that, they did pick up a wide receiver. Picked up a corner. I think they picked up a safety, too. Yeah, they picked up a safety. They picked up a linebacker from Florida, which they probably needed a linebacker. Was there any, like, was the only big, like, drama of the draft that Levis dropping? Well, yeah, but there, I mean, if you look at it, after the Colts draft four for quarterback, who needs a quarterback? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of fell by default. I don't think it was his stock is bad um, other than his smoking hot girlfriend. Dude, did you see the look she was given? Like, you know, she got rid, she got rid of him as soon as he got to the second. <laughs> because he didn't go number one. Yeah, he didn't go in the first like five. So she's she's done. She dumped. Do you know, him. technically he did go number one because. Miami didn't have a pick. They had to forfeit their pick, so there were only 31 picks. He was the 30. He was the 32nd pick in the draft, but it was the first pick of the second round. But still, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I would have liked to have seen the Raiders get him. I, I was kind of hoping they would pick him, but you know, they went defense first. But I want to see. You got to build up that defense. The I'm defense curious. is longer to build. Yeah, but dude, like, get a couple veterans. You know what I mean? Well, I guarantee you, Darius Leonard. I'm not going to call him Shaq because I, I don't. I never knew him as Shaq, so I'm going to call him Darius Leonard. Um, I guarantee you, he is done with the Colts once his contract's up. Yeah. Oh, I agree. He's too injury prone. I just I would rather see them sign free agents on the defensive line than than draft picks. Because either way, it's a waste of money either way. But looking back, I go back to I well I go back to the Raiders when you know they had that scary defense that everybody was afraid of back in the eighties. And you can look at Lyle Alzado was he used to play for the Broncos. You had Ted Hendricks, he played for the Raiders. He left, went to Baltimore, came back. Um, and then you had uh, uh, John Matuzak. John Matuzak was a throwaway player. Nobody liked him. He couldn't get along anywhere. And then he becomes a you know a menacing defensive player. So um, it was the same way when they went to the Super Bowl and got blown out by the uh, Buccaneers because they're stupid. Um, but I want to talk about that. Um, when they had uh, Bill Romanowski came from another team. Do you see what I mean? Uh-huh. Have really, really great veterans on the line. Then bring in a, then bring you know they had that line. The Raiders had that line. Then they brought in Howie Long. That was a good move. Howie can learn from the best, and he was one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL in the history of the NFL. Howie Long was, but just to keep drafting and drafting and drafting, it don't always work. I rather it. Besides, it's the lower round defensive people. I think that show out more than first round draft picks. Except for Aaron Donald. Well, 
I got when I think about it, a lot of like other than like Aaron Darnold, a lot of the uh, like superstars that I know of were like later round picks. Right. You know, there's always like Darnold or Lewis or, you know, people like them. But then who is you get like the. I can only really think of uh, Colts players like Leonard was a second round pick. And then, oh, I can't think of his name. Bob Sanders was what, like a fifth rounder? Yeah. Um, and then who was the linebacker, that really good linebacker for the Colts during those days? I can't think of his name, but he was like a seventh rounder. I just I don't take too much into first round picks. I mean, the Raiders have had how many first round picks of people, and like a lot of their first round picks don't even play for me anymore. Max Crosby, he's about the only one. Carr, Carr's a first rounder. Exactly, uh, and he's gonna go and light up New Orleans. Well, the one thing I keep thinking about is like, yeah, the first round has all the good players, but you only it's kind of like the NBA. You you really want to be in the top five. You know, that's that's where your, you know, players are going to come from for the most part. I don't know. Mitch Trubisky was a first round pick. I still think he, Mitch, he went like two or three. Yeah, the, the Chicago traded up for him. Yeah, and you know who they gave up? You know, who they, Mahomes, you know who they passed over? My homeboy. And, and uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but... I think Mitch Trubisky got ruined in their system. I don't think their coach knew what to do with him. And by the time he got out of their system, it was too late. Well, I think a, I think that's a lot of the problem in the NFL is these guys get drafted. And they're, it's not that they forget how to play football. Like, they were great in college. But there's something that doesn't translate from pro from college to pro. And I think of a lot of it has to do with the system. Are they able to adjust in the system? Yeah, and a lot of coaches don't want to change their system either. No. And that's, I mean, that's what I said about Joe. And that was the thing with John Matuzak was wherever he was, he didn't fit into the system. Once he got into Oakland slash Los Angeles, he fit into that system. It worked for him. So, and I mean, Plunkett was the same way. He was a journeyman quarterback. He played for the Patriots. He was a, he was a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Plunkett won the Heisman Trophy, got picked by the New England Patriots, and they beat the hell out of him because they didn't have no offensive line. He went to San Francisco, got beat up there, sat. he signed with the Raiders as a free agent, sat on the bench for a year, and then uh, he got forced to go in. He had a terrible first game, but after that, the system worked for him, where the system didn't work for him anywhere else. It took him 10 years to find a system that worked for him. Jeez. So, essentially... Essentially, it took about maybe eight years, but still, that's a long time as a quarterback to start shining. He didn't start playing really good till he was almost thirty, till he was probably thirty years old. Yeah. So you wonder how many other players suffer from that issue that they could have been good in the right system. That's why I'm curious if if uh, that's why I'm curious to see how Carr will do in New Orleans. Yeah, well, Carr did really good when the system worked for him. Exactly. So I'm really curious to see how he will do. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious to see how, uh, uh, what's his name will do in Denver with uh, Sean Payton's system. Let Russ cook. Yeah. Yeah, well, Russell Sean was. 
I think Peyton knows how to work with players and their uh, their uh, abilities. Right. And that's one thing you got to do. You got to let you know veterans know what they're good at, and you got to let. And I hate to say it, but you got to let Russ cook, and then I think Russ will be good. But I also think Russ. You know, he always when he did good, he always had a good running game, and he always had a good defense. He had a very good defense. Rely on. Except, you know, don't throw to, don't throw down the middle in the Super Bowl, you know, to the running back. When I you should just, when you should just let that, the running back run. He shouldn't have thrown that ball, but I don't, I don't blame the coach. Dude, that was the worst call in the history. I wouldn't even make that call in Madden. No, you have the most dominant running back in the league at that point. If I'm if I'm Madden, if I'm playing Madden and I'm playing that game, I'm handing it off all day long. Phone book update failed. All right, I Kimberly's here. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip. Okay, guys. Okay. The podcast is almost done, anyways. Fine. But... You're, it's, you're fine. Just okay. Go Bye, do your everybody. Womanly duties. Bye. I mean. Just email it to me when you, uh, um, I know. You guys are done. I know the drill. Bye. Have fun. Bye. All right. Mike, you got any more opinions on the draft? Are you on mute? Am I by myself? I am by myself. Because I can't hear Mikey. But he's unmuted. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Hoosier Nerds Podcast with your host, Chris. I'm by myself, so I'm going to talk about everything Indianapolis 500. It is the month of May. We're 28 days, 27 days away from the Indy 500. Why you sound like a monster? Holy shit. <laughs> What happened? Well, Mikey's having technical. Is that any better? There you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on. I thought it was working. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I guess uh, there's one, I guess one more thing on the draft I thought sure. about was uh, the Cowboys picking up that uh, the assistant coach's son or something. How yeah. Was, they had him call in and tell him he was drafted. That was kind of a neat story. Yeah. <sighs> but I think that's it. That's all, all right. I can we're think only, of. We're only three months away from football, right? Oh, did you see the clip of Aaron Rodgers throwing in a Jets? Uh, would be like practice uniform. No, I didn't. He threw a ball. I don't know why. I was like, why would they have people together? Promotion. I wonder how good the Jets are going to be with him as quarterback. No! What? I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be sneaky good. Not sneaky good. Uh, I just think they're going to surprise people and win some games this year. Yeah. Um, uh, the schedule comes out like next week, I think. Yeah, next Thursday, I believe. The 11th. Or Tuesday? Wednesday. I heard the, the 11th. 11th. Yeah, I heard it's the 11th. 11th. It's what's Wednesday? No, that's Tuesday. That's Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah. It is Thursday. 
I'm off that. I, I'm. I this is this week is the only week in the month of May where I work a full week. Oh yeah, because Mother's doing... Day's weekend next weekend, right? What? Mother's Day weekend's next weekend. I think so. Yes. yes. Not this coming. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's Grand Prix weekend. I'm off I got that weekend off. I'm off Wednesday. I'm off Saturday, Friday, so I can go to the track next weekend. Uh-huh. The weekend after that, I'm off Thursday and Friday to go to the track. Then I'll go to the track Saturday and Sunday for qualifying. Then the week after that, I'm off for Carb Day. Yeah. Brian Brian Adams is playing Carb Day. I'm pretty excited about that one. And then oh, the week yeah. after that. This is Summer 69. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty excited about that one. And then the that's week after I that, know. I'm off Memorial Day. So I don't go back. I don't have a full week of work again until June. That's so, nice. Yeah. So this week and then a full full week, a full month of days off. And then and then after it's all said and done, I still got like 38 hours of personal time left over after I take those four days off. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. So, but I guess we'll wrap it up here. Do you got any shower thoughts? Oh, uh, I swear I saw like I should have wrote some down. I oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I think I just saw one today, but I don't remember it. All right, oh, so doesn't have a shower I, thought, but he I, saw I, one. I dropped the ball. That was a shower thought just for me, no one else. God, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> All right, well, we don't you have a shower thought, else but... to say, Gracelyn. Anything? Anything shower? to say? Shower thought. Say anything that's on your mind. <laughs> nothing, huh? She's drawing a blank. <coughs> but you can find us on various platforms of podcasts. What is it? Um, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can find us on YouTube as well. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and the Facebook. And um, that's all I've got. And it is the month of May. It's racing season. So it's going to be May. And then you'll never have to wonder who um, those nerdy guys are. Because that's us. Say it. Who's your nerds? Say it. Um. Okay. All right. Sign Um, off. All right. And we're out. Okay.